I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh, check it out now. Uh, no doubt now. Uh, it is the Beating the Book yeah. podcast of what has become an annual now. tradition around here. Not only do we preview all the tennis slams, but we also do the de facto fifth tennis slam. Tennis Paradise. The, what is it, the BNP Paribas Open? Is that what they call it by, uh, by sponsor? <laughs> is that what it is? Correct. That's right. Indian BNP Wells. Paribas. Indian Wells is what we'll call it. Um, really is spectacular. And that is the voice of Drew Densick. Drew Densick, who joins me for all of these, kind enough. And not only is he joining me for this one, he actually got off the ski slopes to do this one. <laughs> I'm going to guess a bit prematurely. Thank you, Drew. How you doing, man? You know, I wasn't too premature. Nowadays, they track you, you know, track you in skiing. And, uh, you know, you, they, you know, they, they keep a leaderboard of your vertical, vertical stats. Sure. And, um, you know, so I was, I was skiing pretty aggressively today. I got up to number seven on the leaderboard and then my legs basically gave up on me. So it was, this, this was not, this was, not, this was not preempting any part of my vacation. Don't okay. Worry. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Jackson hole for those wondering where Drew is uh, skiing these days. So paparazzi now is going to attack you, Drew up there uh, <laughs> again, again. Uh-huh. I know it's a burden. Uh, we wanted to get Dan Weston on, but Dan had uh, so much going on. He's going to be on a numbers game tomorrow morning. So Dan couldn't nice. join us for the podcast. Um, but for those who are tennis hards, I love your term for this. And sure. uh, thank you for having me on the, uh, the whole DM chain. I'm more of a voyeur than I am a participant. <laughs> so it's, a, it's an interesting crowd. Believe me. Um, for those who are wondering, okay, Indian Wells, it is hard courts, but there's specifically something about these hard courts that people should know. And that is. They're slow. They're slow. They're about as, about They're as slow, slow as yeah. it gets. Yeah. 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 Um, Best I can set it up is um, the tennis season starts in Indian Wells. People think of you know the kickoff being the Australian Open just because that's sort of the beginning of the calendar. You get a long layoff around Christmas, New Year's, and then here we go, tennis season starts. But a lot of guys really aren't informed for that. A lot of guys really kind of coming right, you know, coming off of long layoffs and or you know they played their way through the winter season and they're completely out of gas. Um, this is more of the restart of the official season because, um, you know, this is a court that doesn't really lend itself into any, uh, any single style of play. It's a little, it's, it's, it's pretty truly egalitarian in that, um, 
you know, whatever type of tennis you want to bring to the table, if you're a clay court specialist, if you kind of rely on your serve, you know, those two guys can go head to head and have a very even match, even though, uh, you know, typically on a hard court, you would lean towards the guy with the surf. Um, and so this is kind of a nice way to kind of gauge everybody's true strength, independent of court speed, even though we said it's, 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 it's the slowest of the hard courts that I, that I track. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, anytime you can take any kind of bite out of the serve and make it more of a, you know, a, a, a give, give some of the more crafty players an opportunity to create points. It makes for great tennis to watch. Um, in general, it gives the Americans a little bit more of a, uh, an opportunity, particularly on the men's side, the American men tend to play a lot better here than they do at some of the European stops. Um, you know, from here we go to Miami, which is similarly, on the slower side of hard courts, but uh, definitely faster than Indian Wells. And then we go right into clay court season. So, you know, you can kind of gauge how your season is going to go based on how well you play at this tournament, um, because it's a pretty neutral gauge of where you are uh, with your progression as a player. And um, not to not to name drop here, we had uh, Brad Gilbert on the show this morning, former number four nice. in the world, ESPN uh, analyst now. Brad Gilbert does such a great job on those ESPN telecasts. He was saying as the tournament, it's an interesting court because as a t- courts, as the tournament goes on, you know, while it starts as a slower court, he, at least from his vantage point, he says it gets super fast towards the end as well. So I'm not sure if you've noticed that in what you've been tracking, but I thought that was an interesting comment. That's interesting. It's, yeah. it's, I, I definitely have noticed distinctly different conditions if it's a day match and a night match. Maybe that could have been right? what he, that, that might have been what he was getting. Okay. At. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. it's desert. You know, it's it's desert. You know, it's high desert uh, in Palm Springs, oh, Indian yeah. Wells area. Oh yeah. Um, so you can have very different conditions in terms of um, you know wind, weather, you know moisture in the air. Um, the type of balls they use are pretty neutral, but, uh, you know, the, the balls start to get beat up by <laughs> towards the end of the tournament or towards the end of a, uh, a ball change, then, uh, you know, it definitely plays a little differently, but, um, yeah, you, you're not going to get by with one type of tennis is sort of the best way I can say it. Like you need tricks in your bag, you yeah. need, you know, and, and, you know, all of the kind of breakouts that we've seen for certain players over the years, a lot of them have, have come here. You know, Alcaraz last year, given the business to Nadal in the semifinals was, you know, that was a pretty clear I'm here moment. I thought yep. uh, he didn't, he didn't end up winning. Um, but just the fact that he could go toe to toe with Nadal, uh, was pretty amazing. Um, Nadal was of course on that win streak at the time. There was like a big coming out party for Taylor Fritz too. Of course, anyone who's watched the, uh, the Netflix series is intimately familiar with, uh, Taylor Fritz's championship at Indian Wells last year. Um, Taylor Fr- Fritz is a different player in California than he is everywhere else by my numbers. I don't understand what it is about being in his home state that he, he plays loves, at a higher level, but he loves, 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 loves it. Still no idea how he beat, uh, you know, Nadal last year. I remember that going. Going back to the t- tennis hardos chat, the uh, um, <laughs> we were all basically like, "This is free money on Nadal, but it's probably going to get canceled." So you know, forget about it. Well, right? Because because Fritz he was hurt. Fritz yeah. was hurt. Fritz had, had right. We yeah. saw it in Breakpoint, which by the way is a terrible yeah. title for that tennis doc on Netflix. <laughs> Should point that out. Both of, both the golf and the tennis have terrible like generic titles. But yeah, yeah. Fritz like something popped in his foot or something. He didn't even think oh. he was going to go. 
And then wasn't it wasn't it Nadal in match who barely made it to the end, if I recall correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah he had he had some kind of abdominal tear right. that started there that eventually never got healed, even forced him out of Wimbledon. That same injury, I think. Yeah. Um, and Fritz, uh, after he beat Nadal in that final, he missed like two months, three months. He didn't. We didn't see him again until grass season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a. Uh, it's it's a it, it's a taxing tournament. Um, last year and in some years, randomly, wind is a huge factor. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it, it can be pretty windy in the uh, in the high desert in have the you, uh, month of March. So. Have you ever gone to uh, Indian Wells? Have you ever gone to the no, tournament? No, it's it's always during ski season in March yeah. madness and. Uh, and so I never have been out there, but uh, I am, I am, a, from what I've heard, it's a great fan experience. I am sneaking in two days this weekend. Sneaking oh, nice. in before March Madness. Yeah, I'm going Friday after the show, and I'm coming back Sunday, before Selection awesome. Sunday. Uh, can't awesome. wait. Taylor Fritz, as, as Drew is pointing out, the men's uh, defending champion, Iga Sviatek, she won it last year as part of her 37-match win streak. She won that. She won in Miami. She won the Sunshine Double uh, among the tournaments she won at that time. She won eight total tournaments all year, so this was her time of Incredible. year. Um, but these two, these two are not lined the same when it comes to the futures markets. Taylor Fritz is 22 to one on the men's side. Iga, the prohibitive favorite, not the prohibitive favorite, but she's the short shot by a mile on the, on the women's side. She's a use drafting number. She's plus 150. The next short shot is Arena Sabalenka at eight to one. Everybody else is double digits on the men's side. There is no Rafa Nadal because of injury. There is no yep. Novak Djokovic because the United States still enforcing, and they really got the shaft here because this is gonna <laughs> this is gonna lift in May. Uh, he, he, we do not allow any non-United States citizen to come in the country if they are unvaccinated until May, when we will. But they did not make ex- <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's just ridiculous at this point. Hey, you know what? Yeah. When we when we did the Australian Open, I think we basically hand waved the men's side. Because it wasn't really very interesting, the handicap. Right. This is fantastic. This, this is un. We could spend almost the whole time talking men's and yes. hand wave the women's, as far as I'm concerned, because I don't really see a challenger for Ego here. I don't either. Um, I don't either. Though, though, let's talk about the draws for both, if we could, before we sure. before we come sure, to those sure, conclusions. Because, sure. by the way, how <laughs> how difficult was it to figure out when the draw was? It finally happened yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, the snuck sneak attack. I don't know why. I, I don't know why you wouldn't publicize when you're going to do this. <laughs> they did for like the 24 hours beforehand. It was very odd. It was 3 p.m. Pacific yesterday for both the men's and the women's. And usually, you and I come on before any of these slams or, or before Indian Wells, and we're like, okay, this is the hardest quarter. This is the easiest quarter. On the men's side, I'm not sure I know which is the hardest, but I can damn well sure think I know. I, I damn well think I know which is the easiest which I believe is Q3, which is where Daniil Medvedev is. And so the only caveat I would put into your, this is a much more interesting thing, is he did seem to get the best of it. He's the last man standing, obviously, none of the big three, Federer having retired. So he's, and and Alcaraz is coming off an injury, we should point that out as well. He struggled to get through his match with your boy Scam Nori. Yeah, he got beat by Scam, right. Right, a couple couple weekends ago. Rio final. Yeah. That's right Oof. on clay. So Alcaraz is Alcaraz is in Q one with Orcats with Tommy Paul who's been playing great. Uh, Felix Ozier Aliasim, Jack Draper, Andy Murray who's always a tough out. Pablo Carreño Busta. Q two's got yep. Fritz. He's got Borna Koric, uh, Alex De Menor, who just won a tournament. Yannick Sinner, Holger Rune who's twenty to one. It's pretty interesting play. Ben Oof. Shelton, the young American, and Q four's got Rublev, Lehechka, Shapovalov, Berrettini, Scam Nori. 
Tiafo, Dimitrov, Tsitsipas. So I do think Q3, I do think Medvedev got the best of it. I'm not sure if you agree. I do. Um, Q3 is the weakest. Q4 is the second weakest. So that means you got an imbalance draw. Yeah. Uh, top half is good. Bottom half is weak, broadly. Um, Medvedev is not a guy that I especially love in these conditions. He's not a guy who's ever really popped for me at this tournament. Um, he's underwhelmed almost every, every time I've seen him play here. Um, and he's susceptible to getting beat. Uh, I don't think, I don't see an obvious, uh, Oh, in his little section of the draw. Um, he probably comes through to the quarterfinals in Q3. And at that point, maybe a hatching off, maybe a rude, uh, gets the better of him at that point. But, uh, it's, he got it easy. Uh, they definitely have kind of paved the way for him to get to a semifinal here. Medvedev um, for the quarter minus one forty. Do you bet that right now? Whoa! Yeah, man. Just looking right now. DraftKings minus one forty. Credit to him for playing. You know, for kind of pulling it together after an underwhelming um, Australian Open. Mm-hmm. Beat, but, beat beat Djokovic. <sighs> most recent tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was a, a very that was an impressive win. Um, but uh, this is a huge amount of travel for him now, going from the Middle East here now all the way to California. He gets a couple of days to acclimate, surely. But I, I don't really have answers as to why his game doesn't translate to being as difficult to beat on this in these conditions as he is in uh, you know fast hardcore, for instance. And you know, he's Medvedev is a little bit of Djokovic light in terms of his skill set. Uh, he's going to take the teeth out of a really massive server because he's going to return things that you think are impossible to return. But there's really, yeah, there's no challenger that really jumps off the page here uh, in his section or on his half. I think ultimately minus 140 is not a good, that's that's not a good bet, I don't think. Um, the best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Here are, here, you know, here are the respective favorites in each quarter. Alcaraz is plus... Man. Alcaraz is... But I'm just looking at these for the first time, too. Alcaraz plus 150 in quarter one. Uh, Yannick Sinner, two to one in quarter number two. Boy, Holger, Holger, Holger Rune really jumps Holger off Rune. the page, yeah. doesn't he? No, no question. You, you and I no are, question. You and I are completely no simpatico on this, and we did not talk <laughs> about this beforehand. Third quarter no, is, Med, thought, yeah. Yeah, is Medvedev yeah. minus 140. And the fourth quarter for the men's, Stefanos Tsitsipas plus 175. Let's just talk about the yeah. tournament in general. Like, Holger Rune to win the whole thing. And, of course, for those scoring at home, we're talking about Holger Nodskov Vitas Rune. Or is it the other way around? That's... Holger Vitas Nodskov Rune, I believe it is. Correct. You got it. You yeah, got it right. There you go. Yeah. For the whole tournament, Medvedev yeah. is three to one. 
Alcaraz, probably because of the injuries, is six to one. Stefano Tsitsipas is plus seven fifty. Yannick is nine to one. Always shop around. These are going to vary a little bit. And then it jumps from Sinner to Rune and Rublev, both at twenty to one. As we mentioned, the defending champion Fritz is twenty two to one. Rune's got to be the bet, right? I think so. And honestly, the draw through cold water on you know I, I if if we were if we did this pre-draw this would be a rune love fest yes it um, would and we would be talking about how you know how this i can't we're not going to see these prices for the rest of the year blah 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 like that that would kind of be the tone here yeah um you already called your shot on him for the u.s open didn't you yeah i think yeah, I, yeah. I have some you i have some i have some in pocket for u.s open in the 21 range i think that i would, don't think those will be available at the time but maybe they will that was your um, babe ruth where you pointed to the fence <laughs> yeah right. well this yeah. Is, it was my it, no it was my ego oh, that's, that's all right. yeah Ega it was Shvian. my ego yeah, yeah yeah it was my it was, yeah like like uh like like calling ega in in the month of january uh <laughs> that she's gonna win the french open <laughs> Uh, right. you know, as, as people have done. And then ultimately she wins in September, but regardless, yeah. um, oh, you've heard about the, that. Uh, you heard about that. Year. <laughs> oh, boy. The, uh, yeah. no, the Rune, the, the, the Rune, um, fourth round match against Yannick center is like, if you can only, wa- if you only watch a, one tennis match of this entire tournament, yeah. uh, that's the one you should watch. Um, those are the two best young players, not named Carlos Alcaraz, who's already broken through and won a slam. Um, and those guys are both playing really, really diabolical tennis this moment. Um, the fact that Fritz and Demonauer, who are also, you know, viable competitors, are also in Q two, makes his path just like it's just. I think that's the hardest. Hellacious. I think that's the hardest. <laughs> yeah, that's the it's, best quarter. Yeah, it is. It's it's hellacious. And then if you somehow emerge from the toughest quarter, then your treat is you probably get to play a fresh ish. Alcaraz. Awesome. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I think you know, we're on the same page as that, that, you know, Rune is the value guy you shoot for, but, um, but, but yeah, the yeah. path is, the path is aggressively tough. Yeah. Um, I think all of the guys that I had eyes to bet all ended up on the top half. I think some surprise, maybe a Rublev ish type of player who tends to play well at this tournament for whatever reason, uh, is the guy that comes through from the bottom half and just gets, you know, mowed in the final, unless for whatever reason, whoever else comes from the top half of the final is just completely out of gas, which is possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Rune in these conditions. So he's got a couple of weapons that are rare, um, in terms of, uh, elite shot making, uh, his best surfaces are slow, hard and you know, intermediate to fast clay. And that's basically exactly what you have here in terms of court speed. So this is sort of the ideal, you know, setup for him to pop. Um, he's just got to beat center. Who's, who's very, very tough out. Uh, and at that point, I think he rolls downhill from there. So yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're on the same page. It's Rune or pass and the mo- all the guys, yeah, yeah, all the guys he's got to play to get there are going to be must watch TV. The most amazing, <clears throat> pardon me, the most amazing thing about Rune to me is he will, I've never seen a, I don't know, never, because we've seen Alcaraz and we've seen all these other, you know, greats, the, the, the gods, if you will, when they were young. Sure. But certainly of this group of young players, I don't know anyone who like faces break points on his own serve and is unfazed 
like Holger Rune is. It's yeah. just, it's just, he's just playing any point, and it's amazing to watch how yeah. I don't know if it's some people might watch and be like, oh my god, he's so reckless. No, I just think he believes he does not. He's like, nope, yeah. I'm getting through this. Yeah, he's got to say, he's got a psycho mentality that <laughs> that that's ult- it. it it ultimately is Im- incredibly important to have that because there are guys with a similar set of skills. Uh, similar high ceilings like the Felix Aliasim, who you just know in the high leverage moments is gonna, you know, he's gonna let you down. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 pretty straightforward that Rune is the guy that you want want to circle here, and I think you want to watch those matches. Uh, I you know I think Alcaraz. I, I'm not especially concerned about you know we were kind of joking about the loss to. Um, Cam Nori. We were joking about the loss to Cam Nori, but Cam Nori, is, he's an Iron Man. Alcaraz came off a long layoff, won Buenos Aires, turned right around, played Rio, loses a final in three sets to Cam Nori, who just basically outlasted him. Congratulations to Cam Nori for that. That didn't really change my my rating on Alcaraz. Alcaraz is very, very live for this tournament as well. Mm-hmm. His section of the draw, super duper, duper, duper weak. He comes through that. I mean, a Greek, Greek sports playing fine tennis, but he's not going to beat Alcaraz in the third round. Um, Dan Evans and Pablo Carreño Busta, boy, maybe one of the easiest fourth rounds of any, uh, you know, kind of, in fact, neither of those guys are probably going to get there. It's probably going to be Draper or something, or maybe even Andy Murray. Dan, um, Dan Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Evans will let you down left and oh right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Alcaraz's section is very, very, very soft. Um, so he's probably going to the semifinals here. Um, and you know, no one in the bottom half of this quarter scares me in a head to head against Alcaraz other than, you know, if somehow, some way Felix finds, you know, a modicum of coolness, um, yeah. Or if Andy Murray just, you know, summons yeah. the gods again. Yeah. Which, which I mean, he's the, such a yeah. tough out, right? Like, I, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, Alcaraz would beat him, right? So anybody he's, who would face him, you know, of that ilk ought to. But boy, that's a tough bet. It's a tough it bet to live through. Murray's got to play an extra round of tennis, mm-hmm. uh, which means an extra three matches, an extra three sets. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, He's going to be a tough out, but I think Alcaraz coming out of Q1 is a very, very safe bet. At which point, you know, Alcaraz Rune is the dream semifinal. Alcaraz Center would be an incredible semifinal. Alcaraz Center in the, uh, was that a quarterfinal of the U.S. Open last year? Basically, that determined the entire title. Yes. yes. Um, it was very, very, very close. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't just assume Alcaraz beats Center if that's your semifinal there. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the top half is looks like uh, destiny in terms of matching up some of these young guns. Alcaraz Felix as a quarterfinal in Q1, Rune Center as a quarterfinal in Q2, or you know as a fourth round matchup, and then maybe uh, maybe get Fritz versus the winner of that in the in the in the quarterfinal. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of really really good young guns in Who, the top half of the draw. Who's coming out of Q4? If Medvedev is coming out of Q3, <sighs> so. Sissipas, from everything we know, is not 100%. He's dealing with injury, um, and he's susceptible to getting popped by one of these guys. Um, Tiafo has never played especially well at this tournament, although he's always been very solid on American soil. Um, he's going to be a tough fourth-round match, potentially, for Sissipas. Um, Cam Nori and Rublev likely run into each other in round four. I would favor Rublev to come through there, um, but it's a it's a light lean, not a 
you know, not a strong, this is very high likelihood. So yeah. I was going to, uh, I was going to ask you what, yeah. how you feel about the guys who have been playing on clay and the transition to this, but you couldn't ask for a better transitional course, like a court, I guess, than this yeah, surface. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, um, and in fact, like you, you know, if you grilled a guy like Cam Nori, why did you go to South America? Um, cause he played, he played yeah, at least played over Buenos over. Aires. Yeah. Yeah. He, he at least played Buenos Aires in Rio. I think he might've played, um, uh, he played the run up to uh, Buenos Aires, I think, as well. He, he played a lot of tennis down he, there. He has won way more matches than anybody else this calendar year in, in men's tennis. Like he just keeps yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's in, and he's an endurance. He's like it's fun to joke about him because his shot making is not elite. Um, he doesn't really have any weapons that make him stand out of the crowd. Uh, his biggest, his best strength is that he has endurance <laughs> and he doesn't quit. And doesn't he quit. Is, Happy to go to a third set tie break. Uh, it makes him especially dangerous in best of five tennis because he can grind out, you know, five five setters. Um, but I don't think he and he's a, and he for whatever it's worth, he had the the uh, least impressive uh, Masters championship of the last twenty five years, winning. Indian Wells <laughs> in the fall <laughs> where he beat Nikolaj Vasilashvili. Yes. Uh his run through that tournament <laughs> and his opponent's face were so so poor. I um, remember but that. He did it, he, he, but he did it. So he's te- technically he is he is a past champion. <laughs> that's that's the one where that's the one where Bedosa beat Azarenka the same tournament I think also because yeah, I remember that was a that was a money yeah. a money grab for some of us. That was awesome. But yes, yeah, Bedosa was playing amazing tennis yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, she she like that was a worthy title. Nori got one it somehow and by default. Yeah. Um, somebody had to win, so he won. I think he ultimately gets beat by Rublev. I, I, I like the way Rublev plays here. He's, he was a semifinalist last year, losing to Taylor Fritz. Um, he kind of lost his head in that match. Uh, he, I thought he was the better player that day. Um, he just kind of gave away some key, key points and key moments, um, which he does. That's a, kind of a Rublev thing. Um, is and, Le, uh, is Lehechka yeah. the sneaky player here, or is this service too slow for him? No, I think he's definitely sneaky. Yeah. I, there's, lo- there's lots of sneaky in yeah. Q4. Right. If if one of these guys who's playing in first round ultimately takes this quarter, I don't think any of us should be surprised. Um, even yeah, your guy uh, Burnaby uh, Zapata Morales is playing some darn good <laughs> well, tennis lately. My guy, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. He, but yeah. we're jumping way ahead here, but not exactly sure why he's a dog to Ugo Umbera, But that's fine. Well, let's um, let's, look, let's look at that. If, you, if you're done, <laughs> if you're done, if you've gone through the, the quarters as you want to, some of these first round. I don't want to stop your. I don't want to spoil your flow there. If you. You know, we're no, I, I guess I like the your your you answered the original question, which is Q four is wide open. Q four is uh, wide somebody open. Can steal, yeah, somebody I mean, can steal. Yeah, I mean, Shapovalov. It's like, hey, if you're ever going to get to a, a semi, maybe this is it, dude. Jeez, this is like it. You can't. It's. It's. I don't know. This guy just is. He's just completely deflating every time you see him because you're like, this is going, and it never happens. Um, uh, Tiafo, no idea what to make of him as a player. I don't either. Tiafo Dimitrov has had a good little start to the season as well, to some yeah, degree. He, yes, yes. Um, uh, some of these first yeah. round matches, though. So I have not crunched these yet. I'm just staring at them for the first time. There are 22 men's matches tomorrow. I hope they break this up a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. they'll they, break they this split up. Them, they split them 50 50. Yeah. yeah. I'm just looking. So, Manorino and Dominic Team is a coin flip. That's the coin flippiest of the first round matchups, as is yep. Quentin Hallis and Michael Mamo, who's been playing great. 
early sure in the has, season. Yeah. Um, I'm just another a, guy who plays really well on American soil. At a glance, yeah. At a glance, I'm looking at these, and there's nothing that really. You said you like that. Uh, would you say Umber match? Yeah, the two guys that played really, really well on play. And not really, really well, but just, but just like they took a step, they took a step forward. Yeah. Right. Like you want a guy who's in sound South American swing, swing to take a step forward. Like, like the picture, if you've watched much tennis, like picture the opposite of Schwartzman, right. Who's <sighs> regressing, like, Brutal. you know, uh, aggressively regressing. Yeah. Um, you know, you have guys like Zapata Morales and, uh, Pedro Martinez, who I think both took decent steps forward, t- playing guys who are coming off of a lot of indoor hard court. Who have not been playing well? Hugo Bear and uh, Mark Andre, who's Hoistler, and for whatever reason, the clay quarters are dogs in those two matches, and I like both of them. So the, the going with going with the little uh, uh, clay te- team clay team Spain uh, in round one for me uh, on the top and the bottom. Okay, um, I like it. Shall we talk women? Let's do it. Okay, um, Igis Viatek plus one fifty. Arena Sabalenka, 8-1, to one, currently, as I look at DraftKings. Um, let me see if I can... Uh, by the way, uh, Bookmakers, for some reason, has their futures down on this tournament. I'm not sure why, quite frankly, right at the moment. Um, they don't like to take tennis futures for They don't like to do, they don't like to do a lot of stuff these days. <laughs> I don't know. that They must not have a tennis trader. I don't know what's going on with them. And there's also a lot of college basketball. They don't like, like having up in-game. It's a whole thing. Okay, so this is... <laughs> This is the uh, the women's side now. E guy mentioned plus one fifty. Arena Sabalenka eight to one. Now, Barbara Krajikova, who has beaten both Sabalenka and Sviatek here in recent weeks, she's eleven to one. She's playing great. Jesse Pagula's twelve to one. But who did Jesse Pagula have in the first round? Oh, is she have Camila Georgie? If Camila Georgie might be a second round matchup with her, which is brutal. <sighs> Uh, Elena Rybakina, 20 to one, Corey Goff, 20 to one. And then Belinda Bencic leads the rest at 22 to one. And if you look at the quarters, uh, not the odds, but let's just break it down for a second. Who's in what? So Sviatek's in Q1. She's got, I guess she'll, she'll face Peyton Stearns early. It looks like from uh, university of Texas, which is uh, an interesting match, but also in her quarter, Bianca Andrescu, Beatrice Haddad Maya, Ludmila Samsonova, Maddie Keys, Layla Fernandez, freaking Collins, and Caroline Garcia would be the uh, highest seed beyond Sviatek. Yeah. Yeah. Q two. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah I, I don't. don't I, yeah. I. I don't mind Iga coming. I don't mind making a, a declarative. Iga comes through that without dropping a set. I like I think it. That's. I think. I think that's pretty likely that okay. she comes through at least to the semifinals. And no, no disrespect to Carol Garcia, who's taken her game to a level that I didn't know she had. In the last calendar year. Yeah, but you know what um, she you know what she does though? We we're just I was just talking about how Holger Rune, like if he's facing a break point yeah, on the yeah. serve. Caroline yeah. Garcia, if she has a break point or if she doesn't have a break point when she's returning serve, she only knows how to play one way. It's like I'm going to be super aggressive. If you're on your second serve, I'm gonna crowd the line and I'm gonna try to pound this ball into oblivion. It's fascinating to watch. You can never adjust. Super frustrating yeah. to watch. Yeah. The more the more tactically skilled players can get the better of her, yeah. pretty regularly. I, I I think, and honestly, like yeah, she capitulates way too easily in in the high, in the super high leverage matches too. So, so Iga, um, Iga's minus yeah. two hundred in that quarter. To your point, minus two hundred. Yeah. I'm looking at the quarter prices right now for the first time. This is interesting. So Q two, which I think is the easiest group, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as Anshabur 
Uh, I guess Marketa Vondrasova, uh, Vika Azarenka, mm-hmm. Elena Rabakina, mm-hmm. Paola Badosa, Daria Kasatkina, but I'm, I'm kind of reaching. The, the short shot there is Rabakina plus 250, Jabour plus 450, and then Azarenka and Badosa 7 1, 8 to 1, respectively. Yeah. Who's who of players who are dealing with injuries? Yeah. That's the easiest one. Now, Q3. Good Lord. Sakari, Fruvertova, who we've talked about. Kalanina Pliskova, Kali, uh, let's see, Kumerdetova, uh, Kudermatova, Kvitova, Ostapenko, Georgie, Pagula. That's a pretty stacked uh, quarter right there. Yeah. This one yeah. has Pagula at 2 to 1, Kudermatova 5 to 1, Sakari plus 650, and then Ostapenko. The always enjoyable and lovable <laughs> Elena Ostapenko. Elena oh Alana. God. Yeah, uh, she a pain in the butt. Plus seven, <laughs> plus seven fifty. Interestingly, Camila Georgie's twelve to one, and Alicia Parks, who won an indoor Ooh. tournament a few weeks back, is the only other. No, I guess her and Potapova are under twenty to one. But that's interesting. Anyway, they're all in that quarter. So yeah, Rabaka, wide o- that yeah. one's wide open, wide open, super wide open. Pagula, Kudermatova, Sakari, Ostapenko, and then Q four. Q4 isn't maybe as as deep, but it's got really big names at the top. Co- uh, top Coco Goff, Belinda Bencic, Barbora Krajikova, Donna Vekic, who just won a tournament last week, and Arena Sabalenka. So Vekic, maybe not like the other four, but wow, that's pretty strong with the favorite. Yeah, no, Vek- Vekic is playing great. She's this year. playing great. The Sabalenka, she really is. Yeah. Sabalenka's plus two twenty five in this yep. quarter. Krajikova's plus three fifty. Benchich plus five fifty, Corey Goff also plus five fifty, and then Ben and then Vekic is twelve to one. She's the next. So. Yeah, uh, I think Sabalenka is still in the I want to slam. I'm exhaling mode. Do you? Um, I hope you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not afraid of her in this one really at all, actually. Um, and I and I'm uh, I may be guilty of kind of trying to be too cute here. But Sabalenka lives in Miami. I think she is much more alive on that surface than oh, she is here. Interesting. And the fact that Krachikova is where she is in the draw and is going to be an early opponent, it, that's probably it. That's probably where she goes out. Krachikova is better suited for these conditions than Sabalenka. And I think, um, you know... Another, you know, it was a disappointing exit for Sabalenka in in um, in Dubai. I think a second disappointing exit. Maybe she's, you know, cracks her into a little bit of focus for Miami. Um, because after Miami, I mean, Sabalenka is not live really in any tournament until grass season. Yeah, <laughs> so no. this is kind of like Miami is sort of like the only thing you can really circle if you're her and her team to get, uh, you know, to get one more kind of confidence building title um before the later part of the season. Um so I'm I'm passing on Sabalenka here. I think still too much too much exhale. Too much um you know too many too much uh, still and by exhale you see this a lot with like players who really struggle to get over the hump at the slam level when they finally do um they underwhelm for two, three, five, ten tournaments <laughs> just because <laughs> Uh, you know the the buildup to getting that slam was so difficult that uh, you just can't bring that intensity again for a while. It takes you know you got to recharge that battery. Um, so Sabalenka for me, I'm circling her from Miami, um, and I think uh, Krachikova is probably coming out of the bottom half here. Wow, and she's I, playing I think, that uh, well. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I didn't see it coming. 
I didn't either at all. Remember, I mean, she. I bet on her a couple times in Australia. I thought she could have won Q2 there, but uh, yeah. Let me me tell you, I have had a great tennis. I have had a great month of tennis, like a great month. I did not, I was not on the Krajikova train. At all. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. At Thankfully, all. it didn't do much damage when she beat Iga. Um, but I think Iga exacts a little revenge here. Do you? Uh, it gets her in the final. Let's talk about Iga for a second. So sure. she, she has lost a couple finals, um, which is a new thing, newish, right? She, sure. She was, she sure. crushed in almost every, she, I think she was, she was not, over, she was not uh, undefeated, but she had lost like one final in her whole career. Now she's lost a couple more. Um, and she gets like, if you, I don't know if you noticed this, like she gets a little red face, like you'd see it starting to affect her during those matches. So a little part of me is like, Oh, I hope, uh, she can sort of get with the mental, co- you know, with the, uh, her, what does she call her sports psychologist and, and, and work on that. She's clearly the best player in the game, but I, I do worry now if this is like seeping in, um, you mentioned briefly, Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Bet, you know, thinking Iga's not going to drop a set in her quarter. If yeah. there is a prop, and I don't know that there is. I'm sure there will be one for the French Open. Maybe you've already bet it if it if, if it's available. I don't. I think haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, I I'm haven't seen it yet. <laughs> but Iga, Iga, not to yeah. drop a set is a live prop in all of these hardcore or clay tournaments, especially slow the French hardcore. Open. Yeah, slow clay, hardcore yeah. for sure. Yeah. Would yeah. you? What price would it take you to bet it here? Not to drop a set. I really only worry about her in the final. Honestly, me too. Um, yeah. And at that point, you're going to get plus money on whoever to win a set. <laughs> so, right. So you can just you know, lock it think, in. Yeah, I think uh, four to one is a bettable number. Um, what would I you, might, what you, would you take in the French? What would you take you in the what? French? Yeah. Let's uh, let's revisit this after the Indian Wells is over, and okay. I will tell you what the rollover price was betting Iga two zero <laughs> in every one of her matches because right. that's what because I'm, I'm going to do it. That's we'll probably the way to go. The, uh, yeah. We'll figure out what the rollover price was because. Yeah, I mean, she's she's going to take these women women to town. Um, it's been so. I get what you're saying about Ego kind of dropping a couple of big high leverage matches lately. Um, she's been playing out of her comfort zone in terms of conditions for a little while, right? Like the last time she was on a you know on a court where it really suited her strengths was the U.S. Open, probably, um, and. This is even more in her wheelhouse than the U.S. Open in terms of court speed. Um, Clay is uh, like right around the corner, right on the horizon. Right on the corner. I think. I think she's building up to being, you know, one of like a dynastic type of Clay run, where you know, like, can she win every one of these tournaments she enters, which she did last year, obviously. Uh, she may even go for more. I don't know, but uh, you know, definitely Rome, definitely Madrid. Is she's live in Madrid? Um, Italy. Although that's going to be the toughest one for her, but Italy is um, her eyes. Uh, the one she's won Italy twice. Her, yeah. Yeah. It, Italy is kind of the sweet spot in terms of court, you know, conditions for her game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously Roland Garros is, is, uh, the one that means the most. Cause she's now kind of in the rare air where she's just chasing grand slam titles. Um, I have said, by the way, on the yeah. numbers game for, for many years now, I could actually say many years, which is ridiculous. Not many years, three years. Uh, I have called her. I, I said she's going to win double digit slams. People laughed at me. Uh, now, now fair. it's like, yeah. come on, she's won. I That's mean, probably. What is that? What is that a price if somebody hung in a market over under nine and a half slams lined even money right now for her? 
Yeah, I would think it's a slight favorite because the French is hers, right? She's like Rafa and Clay. So she's going to win six or seven or eight of those, right, if she stays healthy, minimum. She's 20, yeah. She's 21. Yeah. Like, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. She's won 12 tournaments already. Yeah, yeah. I think nine and, and a half is probably even money. Maybe you're getting a plus money price for over nine and a half right now just because she only has three. Yeah, maybe so. Um, maybe so. But no, I think I think talk, you're talk right. to me in it May a, when she has it four. It was a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so so this is kind of where we were going, which was like if she had found ways to win tournaments in conditions that were out of her comfort zone, then that's a bad sign for everyone else in the tour. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, like like the day that we wake up and oh, she just won Australian Open, right? Like, all right, well, best of luck. <laughs> like how, about, how about the day we wake up and, and we're like, yeah. oh wow, she it's won like, Wimbledon. You know, yeah, like, right, like, oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I've yeah, also, I've, I've also said, and I've been mocked for this take, but I also said she'll be the greatest player of all time when all is said and done, which is huge hyperbole because Martina's been around, Steffi Graf. So you're getting, you're, you're really making a, you know, hyperbolic statement when you say that. But um, let's put it this way: it's gonna, that, she's it's on be pace. Tough to prove it, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough to prove it. You can't because prove it. you can't the prove tour. It. Yeah. I think the tour right now is much deeper. The yes, benches, is. you know, the, 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 you know, there were two or three women who could win any given slam through the Steffi Graf years. There were three or four in the Martini years. Um, so it's, this is a much deeper bench, you know, where you have a lot, you know, the, the talent is, is more spectacular and you have a lot of young up and coming players. Um, I agree. So it's going to be, you're going to have a fight on your hands to make the case, but I think it's, it's live. Well, let's play it. Let's play it slam by slam. <laughs> we got a long way to go. Yeah, there's no reason to call it now, but yes, I agree with you on all that. Uh, okay. So then, so you are going to play Iga two sets to love in every single match, at least until yeah. the final you're guessing. Yeah, we'll, We'll roll that over mm-hmm. on the opening. I'll, I'll, I'll just bet the openers, roll it over, and we'll see what kind of price we get. I think it's probably going to come in better than 4-1, to one. Um, and I think that's the best way to play the women's side of this tournament. Roll over, Iga. Two love. Two sets to, to none in every match. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Let's look at before we go, before we... And again, on the men's side, you're, are you going to bet Rune, do you think, or, or does the draw prevent you from betting it? There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think you can probably roll him over and do better than, what did you say, 16 to 1 was this number? No, 20, 20, 20, 20 to 1. 20? Yeah. 21? Ooh, that's going to be close. Uh, I got to do, do some math on that yeah. to decide. Um, because, again, like he's going to be, unless he looks 
untouchably good, which is possible. Like if he like if he passes the eye test early before that round four match against Sinner, the rollover of Sinner, Fritz, Alcaraz, Medvedev, we'll say. Like that that stretch right there, that's twenty to one, if not more. Um, because he's gonna be a decent dog to Alcaraz. He'll be a small dog to Sinner. What do you think the percentage uh, of maybe people... a, maybe yeah, maybe a decent dog to Medvedev. What do you what do you think the percentage of people, Drew? Because you're doing the mathematically correct thing. What do you yeah, think the yeah. percentage of people who actually do that is? Uh is most small. most people just like, hey, twenty to one, I'll take it. Yeah, no, it's small. It's 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 hard work. It's hard yeah. work. Yeah, right. it's hard work. You gotta be present. Um, yeah. The there is a very, very, very it's not comp you don't have to do the math though. It's a very straightforward kind of um mental model to tell you which way to go. And that is, is he gonna have to do all the hard work himself? Or is he gonna be the beneficiary of chaos happening elsewhere in the bracket? Right. And for this draw, Rune has to do all of the hard work himself. Like no Alcaraz isn't Alcaraz isn't crapping out to a chump in round th- two or three. Like he's gonna have to beat Alcaraz head to head. He's gonna have to beat Sinner. His Q2 semifinal quarterfinal is going to be tough. He may have to, you know, and honestly, like the best matchup of all of these would be if he gets the likes of, uh, you know, a Sissipas or a, um, a Medvedev in the finals. Like he's, he's, he's rolling at that point. Like the semifinal matchup against Alcaraz is much tougher. Um, so basically, like if you have, if in, if you have an imbalance draw in the men's half, this is, this is the mental calculus. You don't need numbers even. You have an imbalance draw in the men's half. If there is a player that you especially like to make noise and he's on the bottom, you take a future. Mm-hmm. If you have a player that you like on the top, you bet a match by match. Yeah, it's the and, Le- that, it's, and that's and that's it. It's the LeBron playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers he's, in the Eastern Conference theory. Perfect, perfect corollary. Yeah. Um, okay, we haven't gone to the women's first round matches. By the way, the most coin flippy blind women's tennis match, I'm laughing because it is, it ought to be the most coin-flippy <laughs> matchup in any turn. Sophia Kennan and Sloane Stevens is so ridiculously coin-flippy. Um, head-to-head of how did these women win slams? Um, 100%. I had, wow. Ken- I had Kennan in that slam, too. I didn't have, I didn't have Sloane Stevens till the final in the uh, 2017. What do you make of how she's playing this year? <laughs> I mean... She left her, like, her dad is not her coach anymore, or he's back as her coach. I don't even know where it stands anymore. She finally got rid of him for a while, right? And I, I think it's yeah. still, still, he's not his, he's not, he's not really her coach, but yet when she looks to the stands, she's looking at her dad kind of thing. Pro- probably. Yeah. 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 Um, she's been inconsistent this year, but her level is way, way, way up way from up. where it was last year. That's yeah. for sure. Okay. Here's here's my question. Let's play Sloan, not as much. Yeah. Sloan's another one though. It's like when she's good, you know, you're it's like, really oh, good, we're getting yeah. we're getting mm-hmm. good Sloan today, or we're getting terrible Sloan. Um, okay. As I just <laughs> glance at these women's first round matches and the lines, yeah, there is one, and I haven't looked at the dogs' numbers on hard courts recently, but just at a glance before I even look at those numbers. So it's not an official play yet because, but but just sort of my instinct. There is one of these matches where I'm like, ooh, I could see myself playing the dog here. Do you know which one I'm talking okay. about? No, no. Lay it on me. Raducanu and Kovinic. Oh, interesting. Kovinic is plus 219. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. 
But I'm just saying, as I glance at that, I'm like, oh, I could see Emma crumbling. Well, yeah, I mean, that's been her MO for a while. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm saying, Kovinich is I, one I, of those, I, she does not give up, so she could make life difficult. I'll have to look at Kovinich's numbers. I'm not going to say that's an official play yet, but... Co- um, Kovinich uh, had a... was. It's been about a year, at least, since she really was, like, top, like, kind of peaking, you know? That, like, Charleston um, Charleston tournament where yeah, she played really well. Right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But, uh, I, you know, I died. Emma Raducanu being in the... Anywhere close to minus 200 is silly in today's... Yeah. Oh, she's minus two, things. minus yeah. two seventy eight. It's not. It's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. it's um, nonsense. But again, I was just at a glance. That's the only one I look at, and I'm like, wait, wait, that doesn't seem right. But all the others seem about right. Um, just, I'm sure I'll find one when I go into it. But there is, <laughs> but there is, uh, you know how that goes, where you're like, oh, wait oh, a yeah, minute, sure. I didn't know this person's numbers were this. Yeah. It's tougher for me to hit the women's side early in this one, just because you're not getting the same sort of like I I I love getting involved with the 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 two angles that are my favorite for this tournament on the men's side for sure are the guys who are coming off of taking a meaningful step during the Golden Swing, um, it's South that's the South American clay swing, mm-hmm. um, that's the the Zapata Morales, that's the um, uh, the Pedro Martinez in this case. Um, you don't have that on the women's side. Like you didn't, you, we didn't see these women play on slower conditions. They've been playing on pretty fast stuff. One of those um, guys, one of those guys that you're referring to, Tomas Martin Echeverry, sadly, yeah, play, oh gosh, sa- I know. sadly plays Andy Murray in the first round, which is I brutal. Was really, I was really excited to get involved with him in some yeah. way. Um, Jerry Lecheka is uh, another guy who's been playing, you know, taking a meaningful step forward in the, in the, uh, in the preseason here. Who was that? Um, Yuri Lehechka you said? Yeah, Larry oh, yeah. Hechka. Yeah, yeah he's, Hechka. he's been ridiculous. Uh, he's been great. Uh, but yeah, no, Echeverry was he would have been a fun one to to play. Uh and uh yeah, he uh he got a bad draw with Andy Murray in round is, one. Is um, is Nico Yari, Nicolas Yari not in this tournament? Is he not in the tournament? No, I think he I think he played too much in Santiago yeah. and so he he had to qualify. Yeah. He oh. didn't have he didn't have enough ranking points to get in without qualifying. So mm-hmm. he had to qualify and I think he bailed on that because of the uh because he played a lot of tennis in Santiago. He sure did. Um, yeah. The uh, and uh, yeah, on the other side of the coin, like Sarundalo, he's playing very poorly. Uh, Schwartzman, very poor. Like the go- the guys who are coming off of poor performances in the Golden Swing, and oh by the way, that kind of includes Dominic Team. Um, that the, those guys were on fade alert for me. Um, Dominic and, Team. Uh, Dominic Team yeah. seems like he won the he won the Slam, and that was good enough for him. Yeah, I mean, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> what a great slam! <laughs> That's it's very impressive. It I was mean, a slam that sort of feels that like was, uh, that wasn't the one that, that Djokovic was... got ousted for the ball. Yes, it is. That's the one. Th- oh, that was the that one. was the one. All right. Well, that's why. Asterisk. That's why it was Team yeah. Zverev in the final. Yeah, <laughs> asterisk season. That's it was. It was like they both yeah. knew that this is their chance to win one. Right. Like that was their moment. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Teams Meanwhile, you know, Medvedev. Did it the hard way and right. beat, beat Djokovic head to head. That's right. Yeah. So all right, yeah. Now I think uh, I mean uh, of of those kind of guys you mentioned, Zverev and Team Team had a moment. He looked like he was coming through, pretty something like something he was starting to put it right, together. Right, right. And then it kind of fell apart, and it he and then it really really fell apart. Yeah. Um, Zverev, on the other hand, does look like he is building back towards being a contender ish 
ish again because <laughs> yeah. Rublev, I, I I thought so too, and yeah. then Rublev beat him, which I was surprised. By. Yeah, 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 that was a surprise. But uh, it's still like his level of tennis is a heck of a lot better than the first couple of matches we saw him coming off that injury layoff. Um, he looked lost, and now he's at least the speed of the game. He's kind of he's you know like the game is slowing down a little bit. It looks like so uh, yeah. he might he might have a fun he might have a fun couple of tournaments during uh, during the clay swing. Maybe he wins Munich or something. Do you put your plays out, uh, Drew? Anywhere that people can find them? Uh, I'll tweet I'll, if I if if people are asking for stuff, I'll tweet them. Okay. But, uh, yeah. It's 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 as liquid as the market is. It's hard to get people the same price that we play on these. Don't, don't I know? <laughs> so it's, you know how many mornings so, I come know, in here? I'm like, well, it's gotten away. Yeah. You know. Right. And so yeah. you know, even you know, but I I don't you know, and I, I work with a couple of partners, and so I don't always know when we're getting down what we're getting down. And so usually by the time I'm kind of paying attention or able to tweet what we're what we're on, it's uh the price is usually cooked. And yeah. at that point I feel bad being like I pass, you know, if you, you feel like past posting, if you're like, well, I bet this at plus 160, you can have it at plus 125 if you want. Like, yeah. it's, I have, I have, <laughs> it's not a great feeling. <laughs> I have, I have access to many, many a tennis out. So yeah, I'm always yeah. getting, yeah. not always, sometimes it goes against me, right? Sometimes I'm, you know, when I'm like, sure, Hey, you can sure. get a much better number than I got. Um, sure, but sure, typically, sure. It, it, typically at a tournament like this, it, it often will get away, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, that yeah, might not yeah. be no, the case. There's yeah. the mark, the market, the tennis market is super, super different for these tournaments yes. than it will be for a slam hundred like, percent no no like there are there are there are less informed participants in the slam markets in my opinion and sometimes it's not even less informed it's just people who because liquidity is big for trading in game you know in in you know the, the for for those slam head to, you know matches around one two three whatever mm-hmm. um you can get decent liquidity in in match, and so a lot of times, sometimes the number moves, but it's just people setting up, uh, you know, a trading position more so than actually, you know, kind of using a number. So I do it makes not, it more complicated. But whatever. yeah, I do. I do not set up trade positions. I do. I do, I do not do that <laughs> no. with my tennis bets. I will no, tell you. No, that. No, yeah. No, no, no. Drew, I appreciate it, man. Took you off the slopes for this. I know you said it was your full day of skiing, but still, I can't. I can't thank you enough, man. You're a trooper for doing this. Thank you. Oh, all good, man. A- absolutely, and it's, this is an important tournament. Yes, got to pay attention. If you're going to bet tennis the rest of this, if you're going to bet tennis between now and the U.S. Open, uh, you need to pay attention to this tournament. That should be. The I've co- learned that. Yeah. yeah, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> you have. You've learned. That. Yeah. By the way, my one pet peeve also is like, Indian Wells is such this awesome, beautiful scenery. The mm-hmm. other part of the oh, yeah. Sunshine Swing used to be that way. <laughs> Right? Yes, Biscayne Bay. Key Biscayne was the greatest oh. place for a tournament ever. And there, so and there, I heard cool. some story. There's like some dude who controls all of this in Miami. And so, so cool. now it's like by the highway outside of the football stadium yeah. in the middle of town. Like who wants to go to that? No. Uh, have you uh, been to the Hard Rock? Uh, it's like it, it's it's in the middle of nowhere. Right. Uh, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's brutal. And uh, uh, no more iguanas. Uh, when it was at Kivas Kane, you had like iguanas uh, running around on the phenomenal. court. Phenomenal. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're but you're absolutely right. The the scenery of the sun setting over, um, you know, with the view from that location was unbelievable. And it's a shame they took what, that away. It's sad. But, uh, it's sad yeah. that they took it away from there. That's my it's my yeah. love letter yeah. to South Florida. By the way, is what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kivas Kane.
BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.